had two things to address from last week before we go on to the topic of the hanging of the challah and the matzah, which we were about to begin. Uh, first of all, a number of you asked, I think Tzadik, you asked in the middle of this year, somebody asked me afterwards as well, how does this issue with uh, Taisis, the son of Barzel, which we had the remez to covering the knives and taking off the knife from the table, how does that go with the Mishnah, what the Bartanur was quoting, was the Sugi Zvachim. It clearly says that they built a mold, wooden thing, I don't think they kept it there, they took it away afterwards, but they wanted to settle, and whatever type of stone you have, they have to have a mold. That's the assumption of the Gemara. I'm not sure, still, each shot and tesis will be different, but I'm not sure why that was necessary. Tesis wants to know how they cut these stones. That was the problem. A son of Barzil. So, if you assume that Barzil is Lavdavka and the other ones just would be okay, but they won't do a good job. Ramban clearly says it's only Barzil, and you could tell that Tesis agrees. So Tesis wants to know how they made the rock smooth. There are two different dinam over here. There's a din that you can't cut it or smooth it out with Barzil. And then there's a din that can't be nicked. There are two different issues here. And if they're nicked, there's some Machalis Yishayim already, but many learn if they're nicked, it's a problem no matter what nicks them, even if it's not Barzil. There might be a difference between if it's Barzil, there's a possible Homer's back or just that stone. But Tessie's issue was how to get smooth stones. So first he says, well, Shemir's not going to cut it so smooth. The end of Tessie says maybe it does. It does bring the Gemara's Mashim, it does. And in the middle, he settled for a possibility of taking smooth stones that were very smooth from the riverbed and the water, smooth them out. So what I was wondering, and I'm still wondering, I just want to reiterate what the question was, because many people were saying that what does it make you have it in a mold anyway with lots of what we would use as like cement or sit inside? If it was a block and it was smooth and we could figure out a way how to even it out, it would be no different than bricks. We need a mold for. We know how to build things that are quite tall out of bricks. But they're round. All the stones from the river that, are That shot in Tesis. Tesis, at the, the end, says, well, maybe the Shamir cut it, which means you don't have to come on to that. So if they're square, just lay them like bricks. You have to put something in between. So put sit in between and build them as bad. Why, why does the Gemara assume you need a mold? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. from the Tarish of Iksab, it just says, Lasan of Barzil. So you've got to figure out a way to cut it or get smooth stones. That's what Tesis is, is asking. There's a Rashash that says that he doesn't understand why Tesis is assuming that. Why don't you just get stones that are not so, that are a little jagged, as long as you don't nick it afterwards. But uh, somebody showed me the Aviesri was uh, a Shach Seferon. It was based on Bechiri. He says the pellet, Tesis is assuming for good reason. They can't be nicked, not before. And not after. Naturally, they have to be smooth. And if they're not smooth, you've got to make them smooth. The question is, how do you make them smooth? So if they're blocks and they're somewhat square, so why don't you lay them like bricks? Isn't that a riot to the middle of Shantasis? That's what I was... And middle of Shantasis, I'm also bothered by the fact that they're all oval-shaped smooth. You're putting in a lot of sid and a lot of what we use like concrete in between, which would explain why you need a mold. I just don't understand how they got that from the Pusik. Pasuk says, Mizbech Avonim. It's not a Mizbech Avonim. It's Mizbech, as I started describing the marble, which you said was granite, with the things, the cheaper one we have, which is not so cheap, which has the little rocks and a lot of filler. Mizbech Avonim could have 50% filler? The whole thing's a chidra. I'm just wondering 
how, if it's just Allah Sinai, how they got from the Tarish Balpeh, the Gemara makes an assumption they needed a mold. So according to Tupshat Tamentesis, certainly the Shamir Pshat, you wouldn't need that to lay it like bricks. You can make them smooth and cut it with a Shamir. According to the middle Pshat, I understand, but then you probably have all sorts of rocks that are round and oval and smooth, but then you're putting a lot of filler. Why, why would you call that Mizbeah Havonim? I'm just wondering. It's not a, it's not a kasha. It's just a, it's just a question. That, that's what I was trying to bring out last time. And having looked further, I didn't see any answer of why they assumed that. I mean, it's, it's opposed to nechoshas. It's still a If you want a kasha, it's avonim. It's like, that's why I gave the analogy. People call me about their counters. There's some avonim in there, yeah. A lot of filler. <laughs> it's, I call it granite because it sells better. It's just a funny thing. Look at I, you have a mezbech you have a menorah. But these things are made out of the material. We describe them as such. Here, you have a mold with so much other stuff that you need a casing for it. I wouldn't be pushed to think about it unless you'd see what Tesis is struggling with. But I just thought that was a chiddish. It's a chiddish if it's the smooth rocks that don't need any cut, it means then you have a lot of filler. And I'm still wondering, according to the Shemir, you can get the regular stuff and cut it quite square then lay it like bricks what do you need a mold for so, either way so that was the kasha I was wondering about and uh, the engineers over here I keep picking on them could uh, maybe think about it overnight let me know it's a better way to build this I don't know if you do engineering uh, mizbeach engineering and they teach that stuff there uh, I will say just once I'm glad you walked in because uh, you also asked me after share last week wasn't the nightmare of Nebuchadnezzar about the four Goliaths where they had copper and all sorts of things as you got down to the feet which were Barzil and earth. So how does the Medrash learn out from here? We were trying the whole discussion last week was Esav is represented by Barzil and that's why we don't want Barzil in the Zbech, we don't want Barzil on the table, the Kach of Esav, and that's why we're less worried on Shabbos and Yantiv. So how's the Medrash bring a raya from that, that dream if Barzil was in there? If you look at the Lush and the Medrash, the Medrash just points out that when they asked for the Dovas in the Mishkan, conspicuously missing was Barzal. And the Medrash goes on to explain because Barzal was Esav, Haraya, and then they quote this Medrash that you had all the other nations and going down in history, and then a Paras Madai, Yavon, and then you had Esav at the bottom, which is the longest goal, as it turns out. And there's just being a riot that each one of these medals represented the nation they represented. But that was in the nightmare. It's pretty beferish. It's just that it wasn't in the Dovis of the Mishkan. So that is the um, answer. So if somebody can figure out structurally, it's going to depend on which terrorist and taste you hold on. It's an interesting point. You would never look. The Gemara just has a long arichas and dalans of how they built it. It's clear they had casing because they wanted it to settle and then they took off the casing with, with bricks and with uh, square stones. You don't, you don't need that. And with the rocks that we're describing that are round and smooth, you have a lot of filler, which is surprising to me. So either way, just a bit of a chiddush. Can you shatter the rocks? No. They had that problem with the Chashmanayim. They came in, the things are tame, the Gemara don't know what to do with them. You can't, yeah, you, you can't, you certainly can't start breaking them with Basel, but even if it's not with Basel, they can't, no, no, but they can't be, well, if you happen to drop well, and there, there's a big stone. Um, like no, but they have, they have to be smooth, Lamaisa. What's Tysus is. They'll, they'll crack on, on faces. I've seen walls that are built with zero cement, and it's just 
very nice puzzle fitting of all these cracked rocks, and it's but they're smooth. cracked. It's a smooth wall. It's a totally smooth wall. It's very. Had to get it smooth. They one guy sat there and lined them all up very nicely, and they're all these kind of like. Well, how did it get to the end? When it got to the end, why was it not jagged? You got to have something to smooth they, out with. The exact no. They, they, it's it's an art. But you gotta at the end. You can you no, can fill start, in cracks. They start at both ends smooth, and they work it towards, and they get the whole. Thing. So how did they get the both ends smooth? It's an art. It's an, I see these guys working. You have to show me. Usually the art means that they're, when you're not looking, they're doing something like shaving it. I'd like to point out another thing. Just If you have this wooden mold that's putting it, and you have, let's picture like cement or city, whatever it is, over it, you're not even necessarily seeing any of the rocks that have to be smooth. That's another chiddush I want to point out. The whole gzeis of it has to be smooth, except for the shashu holes. That's only, you can't cut it afterwards, but they don't have to be smooth. But, but, but it says that's not... Pashat and tesis. No, the wood you'll take off after it dries, but you got a whole mountain which you can picture laying cement. You can take a thing and make it nice and smooth. Why do we care that the rocks inside? It's a I have no problem with exactly What I'm saying is, is we have a pasuk I don't think without the Teresh Balpeh, like many things, we'd ever dream that. Well, it's got a vanim in there somewhere. No, if you wouldn't put all this together, you'd just read the Gemara and say, oh yeah, sure, it's a mold. Well, why, why is it a mold with some smooth wax in between? So the answer is they must have had a Kabbalah, and that's Tarish Pep, and I think it's fascinating once, once you're pressed to, uh, to examine it. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. We began on your new copy of Sachim on Daf Kufiral from Bez, the people listening over here. Uh, if you don't have it, uh, well, you can raise your hand, but I can't really get it to you right now. But uh, you can look at it. It's one of uh, number seven, eight, nine, something like that. One of the numbers, more than five, less than 12. So you could take a look. Uh, it's Kufyad on Bays. And as we mentioned, this is the second aspect of the connection to Parnassa issues directly with bread. We have the stepping on the crumbs, which everybody now is going to try not to do, and we have a lot of people, Heilig Yidin, who are very nervous and trying to keep things in the house calm and uh, having the kids in the high chairs. Uh, we could start selling high chairs with walls. That would be, then they can't get it over the wall, but it's never been done, probably for a good reason, but certainly something to focus on. And now we talk about hanging bread, and as I explained in the introduction to this Gemara, we Americans would never think about hanging bread unless you live in a one-room house in Colonial Village or in Krakow in 1751, and you walked into the house, except for the one gvir of Krakow, every village has a, every story in Europe of the shtetl has one gvir, and everybody else was living in a room, and you walked in and you had pots hanging and a fireplace and pots hanging over that, and things hanging across, and Space is a premium. You couldn't put anything on the floor because they had uh, rodents, friendly neighborhood rodents, mind you, the ones, the cute ones, but uh, they had things on the floor. So this is not something that wasn't uh, an issue, and the Gemara has to point out that it's not a great idea. Look at the bracket, uh, five, six lines on the bottom. Tali bebeisa kashilana Kedamri inshi tala silta tala mizaynei. So this bread in the basket, we'll get to the basket in a moment, uh, is that important to the story, but there was a, uh, an impression or a reality or somewhere in between that since bread represents panasa, if you hang bread, it's like your panasa is hanging and nobody wants their panasa to be hanging. 
Interesting. The Gemara doesn't say that it's Asr. It says Kashul Anusa, and the Gemara doesn't have to say it's Asr. Because once they say Kashul Anusa, no one's going to want to do it, rightfully so. The, um, the grains we, uh, we eat, it's not bread yet, but all the grains go through quite a yalavayevra, let's put it that way. We grow a lot of grain in this country and have some states that are all grain, no people. And they're constantly going up and down. There's huge elevators and storage and silo, and they're constantly going up and down. That wouldn't be a problem with this Gemara. There's no other way to do it. They're just they're millions and millions of <laughs> tons of the stuff, and they just uh, they sometimes leave it around. There's no room in the silo anymore. Baruch Hashem. That's sort of bumper crop they, they have. But it's not bread. It's, it's in the wheat form. What? It's what? Talking about winnowing, yeah, yeah, they don't, they do that. Also, I'm talking about where it's just being pumped. It's not even in a, it's not even a crane. It's being pumped by these long things that go stories high and it goes straight to the side. And that's how they pump it out. And that's how they put it on ships. So it's, it actually goes. It's hanging a lot and goes up and down a lot, but it's not bread yet. The 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 Indian here is covered for the bread on the uh, residential level. Yes. Yeah, but it also says Yeah, yeah, it says So we're going to make some dukum now. What exactly is the formula over here that we want to stay away from? Yes? Why is it called kasha? I mean, kasha implies difficult. Yeah, that's what it means. Kasha means it's... No, no, that's the... No. You're a very big optimist. That's, not, that's never what it means. Uh, but nice try. It's, it's Rosh Chesh Kislev, not Rosh Chesh Adar. Yeah, that's what it means. So again, uh, if you look at Rashi here, Three lines in the bottom. We'll discuss soon. Is that a diak or not? Is it only your pas? Somebody else's pas? So Rashi, taking the word sultan, talking about a sal. Sal's in a basket. Is that dafka? Is that lav dafka? How about if you hang it by a string? Is that dafka in a basket? What? It's Rashbam. Yeah, Rashi says the same thing, but it's Rashbam, yes. Tala Silta, again, Rashbam says, Sal Upas Besechai. So, it's coming off the Lashon of the Gemara, but he's pointing out, sounds like this might play an actual role in the, I can't say the Isser, in the Kashal and Usa issue. Let's go back to the Gemara. This only applies to bread, of a Bisra, even though it's a food. The Kavri fish, less Lanbad, that's not a problem. And again, they always used to hang these things. Orche, that's considered very normal. Now, Orche is a very interesting thing because I gave a whole introduction how why would somebody want to do this because they're lacking space. And then the Gemara says, well, fish they certainly hung up in the kitchen because they're in the room, and the meat they certainly hung up. Meat's always hung up even in the shakhtas. You go to the freezers there. They're all hanging on hooks. And Rifta apparently was common enough that the Shailu would come up to the Gemara to say, don't do it, but not common enough that it's Orchehu. If it was Orchehu, people wouldn't have this impression or this symbolism of this Kashi Lanusa. So it's not as Orche as the other foods. That's what you have to say in the Gemara, but apparently it's Orche enough that it would come up, or else the Gemara wouldn't have to comment if no one would ever think of doing it. So Adkan is the short Gemara with a lot of, a lot of rate on it, as we will see. Okay. Go to 1B. Why would it be okay to, uh, to hang certain fish food? It's never okay to have food on the floor. Yes, correct. So food on the floor, it's a problem because people are going to step on this. Mom is going to be a bizarre. Uh If actually we do put, if you unload the groceries, um, they're in boxes, they're on the floor. That's a push that really helps if it were an issue to keep on the floor. So there's no actual issue to have on the floor. It's just that it's 
it's going to be a mitchell for somebody who's going to kick it or step on it. Here, it's way up, no one's bothering it. So what's the problem? The answer is, is that people looked at their parnasa and the various uh, simonim, and you don't want parnasa hanging, uh, which, again, there are certain people's parnasa is the entire thing. They're trading chvesa, uh, wheat, or commodities, and that's always going up and down, as I mentioned, but it's not in the bread form, so that's not going to be an issue. But doesn't meat and other things also represent... No, no, it's only bread. The only bread is the... Uh, so, yeah, the bread's the main staple. So, 1B, you notice 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E. So this is a fascinating uh, tangent, which you'll see how we get onto it. The first part's not a tangent at all. It's actually an example where there was a minig to hang bread. Not only was there a minig to hang bread, the minig was to hang bread in a shul. The Ramad doesn't quote the minig to hang it. The Ramad quotes a minig to have it in the shul. And let me explain before we read the Ramah. Uh, we are just discussing this during the week. Uh, the error being up or down is a misnomer. Uh, what they mean is the Tzursa Pesach being up or down. They want to make sure the string is still attached and the, the winds didn't uh, detach it and everything is still straight. And Allah, you got to check it. Often, especially after rains. And what makes an error of an error is Lushen to mix is we really have the for Muvos where all the people in the town get together and they're chipping in for a box of matzahs or a challah, and they dafka put it in the shul so everybody should have access to it. And also to put it on display, I'm assuming this is how the meeting started, to show this is where it is, and everybody has access to it, and it belongs to everybody. And that's a crucial din. If you don't have access to a bench is going into Shabbos, Meza Tam the heir of his puzzle, even if it serves the Pesach, is standing. The Ramah brings down this minig. Take a look at the top line in 1b. A minig is marazel, what is bavarning over here is that if it's Erev Chatseris, you really need it in somebody's house. The shul is not anybody's house. That's a problem, but it's not. Our Erevim are Shetufim of us. If you learned that the last three months, I hope you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you didn't, we're not going to explain it now. But the shul is not a base dira. It can be in there because it can be in the Chatser. It's no worse than the Chatser, but it has to be in a community area where everybody has access to it. Go to 1C. Don't we say that the usually makes No, you're thinking of an Erev Tavshilin. And that I, that I try to do, and I'm a Zakarai De Shlish. Here, we do it also, but it's in some shul, and uh, we hope it stays. The meaning is to change it before Pesach. Even though it's matzah usually, and it doesn't really make a difference because the matzah is not getting chametz dick. But Lamaisa, we, we check on it once in a while, and people have to have access. In 1C, I will take you on a fascinating detour, and you'll see where all this is leading, to a din in Chesha Mishpat and Hilchis Pesach Hilchis Chametz. Take a look at Siv Aleph. And there's an important lumdis we need from here, from a Mogan of Rome on this. Any Yehudi, Simetaf Mem Aleph in Hilchis Pesach. Any Yehudi, Shehovah Yisrael Al Chemsai. So, a guy lent a year a million dollars. The year has a farm in Idaho, and he has a lot of wheat, even though they grow potatoes there. Show this some wheat there. And he has a silo, he's a warehouse of wheat, and he puts it up as collateral. Mishkin and Biyad, he put it up as collateral, but he actually trucks the stuff to the guy's silo, so the guy is holding his mashkin. Vamalai, and he tells him, Me'achshav, that's a very important word over here, especially Pesach is coming, that means retroactively, it's going to go to Mafreya that if I don't pay this loan, if the loan defaults, 
you're going to be the proud, you the guy, you're going to be the proud owner of this chametz. And the long was before Pesach. Me'achshav yeshacham lo aperlacha lezman pliny, one D. And the time came and he defaulted on the loan. So what's the din? Is it Chamesh Lo Pesach now? So first the says Mutter, meaning if he defaults on the loan before Pesach, so the Mashkin goes to the guy and it's owned by the guy now. So that's it. Didn't pay the million dollars. He has a million dollars of my Chamesh. Not all wheat is Chamesh. Let's say he gave him flour. Flour is Safi Chamesh. Let's assume it's a Chamesh issue over here. That's why it's in Elchus Pesach. So it belongs to the guy. Even if the loan was due uh, two weeks after Pesach, even though the Jews still own it because the loan didn't default yet, but when it defaults, that's a pretty risky thing to do. When it defaults, it goes to the time when it was due, and uh, no, goes my Freya from the time he gave it to him, and even though it's due after Pesach, it's not considered Chomesh Lova Pesach. Take a look at the Mongol of Ram and Sifkat and Gimel on the top right hand side on this page on 1D. Um, yeah? He pays another that, let's say he Oh, very good. So that's what Mongol of going to deal with. There seemed to be an understanding in El Chazavah. I, I don't know if this would go to, I don't know if this is the mini today. I think if, um, if a person has a mortgage and they default and loan on the bank, yeah, the bank probably takes six years by the time you finish suing them and they sue you and everything like that. But if they take that house, you can't go back to them afterwards, Lachira, and say, sorry about that. Um, can I have it back now? Here's the money. If they want to be nice, they can. But the assumption over here, not exactly as you're asking, that is even after you defaulted, after he took the mashkin, and here the mashkin was in his, the guy's just already, after he took possession, you can come up with the money. He could sell it now. He could eat it, do whatever he wants. But if it's still around, you come up with the money, it's expected he gives it back. I think that's a chiddish, but that was the minute then. That's, you were assuming that in your question just now. So why doesn't that create a problem? So that's exactly what we're going to focus on right now. Take a look at the Zivkot and Gimel, top line, the Magad of Ram. Below, Paro Mutter, Vakasha. Why don't we say hayol? Now, hayol is always a very fascinating word whenever you come up with it in any sugya. And it's a very lamdish sugya because hayol is migu, migu, hayol. I could do something, so therefore, let's say it's chal now. We pata people from Malkus Daraisa if they cook on Yantiv, even though they're not cooking for anybody in particular and they didn't need it now, because hayol mikli archem, since archem could come in. That doesn't make a mutamid abanon, but there's a hetamid araisa to do that, meaning won't give you Malkus for that. So here we have the word hoil, and the mother of wants to know. Kasha name a hoil beyond the lifdays of a pesach evelok with Armina and Gabi Chalom hoil the boy Mishalala. I'll get to the examples, bring in a minute, but it's interesting that you you were machavin to this kasha. Maybe he's going to buy it back. So he's asking, even if it didn't, it wasn't paid it, but since he could have, so that he still has shaykes to his old chametz. So maybe he should be over on chametz of a pesach, even though. He wasn't paid it. Where do we see such a concept? Take a look to Master Shekel, and he, he's going to explain to you what his rai is. Take a look at the bottom line, the first column, Master Shekel, in the small print. Two lines in the bottom. This is a problem for anybody who wants to bake matzah on Pesach. We generally don't do this because it's dangerous. We get nervous enough trying to get error of Pesach matzahs in four hours 
for as much as everybody needs. And that's pretty nerve-wracking because on Pesach, nothing is bottle. So we don't do it today. But the old times, they used to do it because they didn't have a surplus of matzah they could buy 20 pounds and be good for the whole yantiv. So the problem is, for a long, long time, a couple thousand years already, everybody's tummy. And you want to start kneading the matzah very quickly. And you're going to be mafresh chala batuma because we assume your tummy and when you touch it, it's tummy. So what's the problem? So he explains... Zabeleza says, do not be curious Shem Chala till after it's baked and after it's be mafreshit. Why? Dim Yikra, top line, the Masa Shekel, Lachala, Shem, Baidisa, Eniachal, La'afaisa. If you call Chala now, you're not allowed to bake it on Yantab because you can't bake Truma, you can't bake Chala. It's not, there's no, there's no Shaykh as you know, one's eating it today. Do Lod Serech, the Surah Bachila, everybody's tummy. The chala and it's tamei itself. Even if it wasn't tamei, even if your neighbor neighbor kain wasn't wasn't tamei, you just matami it. So okay, you can't bake it. So what do you do now? So leave it there. Well, if you leave it there for eighteen minutes, it's going to turn to chametz. So what are you going to do with this thing? So you have to mafresh chala, and there's no good way to do it. The Gemara says, why are you having a yerab? So there's no bayirab emotzei. So why don't you separate it and leave it there? So it turns to chametz, but it's not your chametz anyway. It's still a problem of bayirab if you do that. Why? Here's the key. You could do a teres adarim on hafreshes chala. See, though you're mafresh and it's not yours and it's truma now, but since you could undo it and it could be yours, so you ever buy your rabbi say because when you do a teres adarim, hajulativ love avicham is diday, and therefore it's So you see, they use a fascinating spar of hoyl to get you in trouble that you have a problem over here because you want to bake matzah, which we don't do today, but they did in the olden times. And if you take it off now, it's now tameh. You can't bake it. And so let it sit there. You can't let it sit there. There, it's by your by your says, "No, it's not. It's shachai It's it's truma. It's not your problem." Gemara says, "Not your problem, but it could be your problem because you could undo that fresh truma by doing a taras nadarim." I'll explain in a minute. That's not very far fetched at all. And Mamela, even though you didn't do that yet, you're even by your by your now. So he's asking a very very fair kasha. He said, "You just lost your collateral of your million dollars worth of chametz to the guy." But if you come with a million dollars tomorrow, the minute was they used to give it back. So you should be over and buy your rabbi matzah now. Everybody follow? It's a very lump of shakasha, but that's his kasha, yeah. Why is there always assuming that it's after the expiration date? Why did, why is he says both cases. Machabah says both cases. Machabah says if the expiration date is, if the, if the default was before Pesach, he gets it something more. Even if it's after Pesach, it goes Lamar Freya because he said Ma'achshel from when he gave it to him. What I'm asking is, you don't have to come on to the case where he gives the money after. Hoyle works because had he paid on, on time, he, he would... So let's say it was due that. two days before Pesach. A million dollars is with a million dollars, I don't have it. So now, so okay, so you forfeit your mashkin, and he's now the proud over a million dollars of wheat. Yep. So I would have thought the story is over. The Mahabah says, Mutter, fine, that case is easier. Magavram says, no, it's not, because there was a mini, per your question, that you can go back with him maybe X amount of time, or if he's still holding it, and say, sorry, I'm late. Here it is, going to have back my wheat. And he probably wants the cash, so he'll give you back your wheat. So on Pesach, you had the ability to redeem it. 
So is, doesn't that create a problem? Buy you up every month now. Why should it create a problem? The answer is, it's a concept called hail that if you could do something to get it back in your assurance, that's a problem now before you did it. Haraya, chala shal truma shouldn't be your problem by your by a matzah. But since you could do a hatoras adarim on that first challah, which you have no plan of doing, but you could do it, so now it's yours enough. You have enough bidlers that's by your by a matzah, even though you have no plans of being shayl and it's truma already. It's challah and that's it. The whole thing's a chiddush, but it already says it by challah, so it should be a problem over here. That's what he's asking. The chiddush over here. You might think what? That's worse. Shami has the Glutzka Yafez. We make you get rid of everything because even though you're not over by your own if you try to get rid of everything, it's an honest. We're afraid. That's the Dindra of Bono where you have to do Badika and get rid of it. Right. So even when you sell to a guy. Because a person is more nice to something that looks tempting. He was not for already. It's not his. The whole thing's a chit. The Gemara says that already. He has an eight to do it. Now, who would take? He has no plans on doing this. I've had occasion. This happens once in a while. A lady will call me up, usually two hours before Shabbos. I have a big problem. I'm baking challah for Shabbos. That's not the problem. That's the mitzvah. And Chavaz Chaim is very big in the first simon in Kavad Shabbos. If you recall, we did that at Night Seder just nine years ago. Uh, I think we were downstairs in the Simcha Hall when we started that simon. And it says a big mitzvah, he bemoans the fact that now ladies are going to bakeries and they should really bake challah if they can. It's their mitzvah and their mitzvah is challah. Don't complain to your wife that the highlight of the year was that you've got to stop baking challah if uh, she's working and she doesn't have time. But it's a big union. So she's baking challah and she tells me, I don't understand what happened. Uh, it was mafresh challah. I turned around. Nowhere to be found. So first thing I asked, do you have a dog? Which today is a sensitive political question, especially in this year, but I uh, gotta ask. No dog. Any cat? No cat. Any kids have their fingers in the counter? The answer is yes, but I checked and the kids don't uh, steal challah. So I know and she knows, and we all know what probably happened, but we can't be sure, but she probably threw it back in. That's a big problem, because that's Tevel that's now in your challah. And you need a lot for Bittal, and she's not making that much challah. No, it's bit the evidence. Nobody does it afterwards. I'm not for shala. Your, your wife bakes shala. No, she didn't do it afterwards. It's there's pebble in there now. It's trafe. No, she has she has 19 chalas. They're all trafe. She was mafresh and it's gone. She wants to know what to do. So what's the choice? I'd be happy if she had a dog here. <laughs> be happy with the tuyas or some kids who have hands and like chewing on chala, which isn't good for the kids. But okay, and mafresh and Didn't the rough say bit the evidence would be okay? No, 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 no. Right now we have a huge problem. No, right now a big problem. It, it probably, if there's no other reasonable explanation, she probably threw it back in. So now what? So if, if you'd stroll in my backyard and Arab Shabbat sometimes and see the snacks, you'd wondering, it's a new minig we have over here. We do a Taras Nadar Erev Shana and Erev Shabbos once every four months. So in my backyard, last case I had, there was somebody, somebody from the shul, and I said, well, we have no plausible explanation. It probably happened. I wouldn't take a chance at eating Tevel. And therefore, if you could please come over, I'm going to get a couple of men, and we're going to do our Taras Adarm. And she says, what? I don't blame her. I would also say, what? A Taras Adarm, what in the world does that have to do with the Shaila? So if you don't know this Gemara, you know, what in the world does that have to do with the Shaila? But that's a very good eight over here. So she comes over, and we have Yeshiva's basin. 
and I ask her for do a Pesach and a Charata. I said, if you would have known this challah would get lost and get dumped back in, and you'd have a problem with Tevil all over your challahs, and it would be trafe, and you wouldn't have challah for Shabbos, would you have um, lost track of it? And would you have been mafreshit? Lost track of it, she didn't want to do it anyway. The main key is, would you have a mafresh? She says, absolutely not. We see mutalachi, mutalachi, mutalachi. And now the whole thing is undone, and we start from ground zero. Now you have your dough, go back and mafresh challah. I said, do me a favor this time, maybe take a picture of it in the counter so we know where it is, and, or burn it and put it in the toaster oven, wrap it up right away, and we're good to go. But I first had to undo it. So that's a pretty rare case, but I've done it. But in such a case, could she do it afterwards? Of course she has. No, it's not baked yet. Let's say that. Uh, if it was baked, then yes. But do you have to do it after you bake? Why, why do you need but to first, I've got to undo the damage. The fact that she, she has harata, and she, knowingly, she wouldn't have done it. She would, never she would not have been mafresh challah. Why, why, why does she need to do Why couldn't she just say it to herself? No, no, she needs a tarah zadam. You can only be akir lemar freya neder with a basin. But she never made a neder. No, no, it's not a neder. We're saying that the chiddush over here is the hafrasha is midin neder. That's a chiddush. That's what the Gemara seems to be saying. So you, you could do Hatar's Adam on this. That's holy, by Mishalala, that's the Hail over here. So Maharavam is using this Hail. You've got to keep track of the Hails over here. It's a fascinating Kasha. He's saying, well, if we say you're from Bayurah, Bayamat, say, even though you don't own it anymore because it's true, but you could own it if you want to own it back. Now you're saying it's not so easy to own, if that's what you're about to ask. It's not so easy to own, but you've got to go to a basin, they've got to have Chawata. Why would you want to own it to cause yourself problems of Bayurah, Bayamat, say? But there is a Nisrad, you could be Shail on it if something else happens and it could become yours. So over here, he could pay his way back in, and therefore you pay your way back in, it's good. Yeah. Why is the Rav assuming that the Magen Avraham is asking a kasha on the case where the expiration date was before Pesach and yeah. on the case where the expiration date is after Pesach? They're both, they're both problematic or not problematic. But the case afterwards goes to Mafreya. to say that when you redeem after the expiration date, yeah. that it becomes his... No, only because the, he's going to document that. He's going to show that the minig was to give back money, you can redeem it. So the guy doesn't care. Apparently the Malva, I don't know why, because I would say it's a done deal, but he's going to go out to say the Malva uh, will allow it to be nifta, so it's going to be a problem in either case. But he's using the problem from a Lushen of Hoyle. I'll let you think about the Lumdis, because we're out of time. We'll go back to the Mugginum tomorrow night, and we'll uh, see how this is Nagayim.